Hi, I'm Bruce Livingstone, CEO of iStock Photo Inc. You're listening to LightSource. And welcome to episode 12 of LightSource, the official podcast of StudioLighting.net. StudioLighting.net introduces photographers to portrait and studio lighting equipment and techniques. I'm Bill Crawford, publisher. And I'm Ed Hidden, exclusive photographer and image inspector with iStockphoto.com. This is a special bonus episode that's different from our normal schedule. We have with us an interview with Bruce Livingstone, CEO of iStockphoto.com. And he's going to be talking about ways to monetize your... Uh, your camera hobby and develop yourself into a professional photographer. Yeah, we thought that this would be a, a really cool interview to sort of sneak in here. It's not entirely about lighting, but it is a really interesting interview for anybody who's into commercial photography at all or wants to be. It's a great way for people that have a talent for photography and you know, maybe have tried to you know, make some money with their camera in the past, but you know just couldn't knock on the right doors you know it's a, it's a great way uh, if you have some well composed uh, good well lit images which hopefully we can help them right here um you can definitely make a uh, a decent income with your photography very good look forward to that interview very much uh but first i just got back from photoshop world miami uh put on by nap the national association of photoshop professionals I was down there with iStock Photo, working their booth, and uh, it was a cool time. That is really cool. Did you meet anyone interesting? Oh yeah, I met all kinds of uh, all kinds of professionals down there. All these guys that uh, I've read a lot of their manuals and and books that they've published, and seen them on like Photoshop User TV, and it was just really cool to be able to like you know actually say hi to them and uh, put uh, face to the name and uh, just kind of get to know who they are and what and what they do and actually interact with them. So that was that was pretty exciting. That is cool. Do you take some pictures? <laughs> of course I took pictures. <laughs> you can't go on a trip without taking pictures. And I, I even got yelled at by the FAA. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I was in Atlanta on my way back and I decided I was walking by this one window and I saw you know a couple planes that were you know taxied up to the windows there and there was a beautiful sunset in the background and I was just like, wow, I gotta get this. So I just plopped my bag down and Everyone's kind of looking at me, like all the people, the passengers there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to play the pro photographer role and just, you know, ignore them and you know, put my gear together. And I'm standing up and I'm taking the picture, and this woman comes around from the back, from one of the counters, and she goes, "You know, you're not allowed. To, you're not supposed to be taking pictures here." Oh wow! So, all right, I put it away. I put, put it, it away, right? The FAA sees you. They're going to come and take that from you. Oh like, yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> I know you want to get a new camera, but that's not the way you want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of new cameras, Canon had a booth there. Yeah? And I stopped by and was, uh, I asked them if it was okay for me to, to play with my new camera while I was there. And Really? So they had a 5D and basically any lens that you could imagine. And you just say, all right, I, I, want, I want to play with that body, with that lens. And the guy puts it together for you and hands it to you and, and shoot away. Great. How was it? Did you like it? I did. It was really nice. the The big, larger viewfinder was really cool, and it was quick. It was responsive. It had a really nice shutter feel. Very different than the 10D. So really? I'm quite excited. That's excellent. You are ordering one of these, in fact, right? Yes. Uh, the 
Taxman was good to us this year. So. Yeah, I can't wait to check that out. You have to give us some firsthand experience, and we'll get lots of pictures from you as well. Sure, yeah. Well, you can have firsthand with it. You know, we just need to do more shoots. That's right. We'll do that. Sounds like you had a had a really good time out there then. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I uh, met a lot of fun photographers, picked up some new literature, and got to talk with some pretty cool manufacturers. So it was uh it was fun, and it's it's always great to go and and do things like this with iStock. So I'm I'm really excited, and and I'm really excited for people to hear from Bruce. You know, kind of like the history of the site and and uh, how how it got started for him. That'll be great. Well, let's uh, let's get in the interview then. All right, tonight on this episode of the Light Source, we have with us Bruce Livingstone from iStockPhoto.com. Uh, he's the CEO of the the site, and it's a royalty-free stock photography community. Bruce is going to be telling us a little bit about the site and um, ways to monetize your photography and a whole lot more. So thanks for joining us, Bruce. Thanks, Ed. It's great to talk to you today, as always. <laughs> Hi, Bill. Hey, how's, how's it going? going? Good to meet Good. you. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. I'm a huge fan. Oh, we're huge fans of your your work, too. <laughs> oh, well, thanks very much. Can you tell us a little bit about iStock, how it got started, and what you know generally what what it's all about? Uh, well, iStock Photo got started uh, with uh, one guy in his basement with a couple thousand images that he couldn't sell. Uh, that's me. Um, <laughs> I tried to market four CD-ROMs in the traditional method, uh, catalog and direct mail, and um, I actually never even got to market with them. Uh, they're still sitting in the rafters of iStock Photo today, all 10,000 copies of them. <clears throat> um, so before I actually you know, went bankrupt, I decided that I would give this stuff away because I had spent about a year scanning everything and putting it together and keywording it all. And I said, well, um, before this just tanks and goes to some liquidation world or something, uh, I'm going to put it all on a website and, and give it away. So uh, after about six months, I started hearing from designers who said, you know, I'd, I would really love to, you know, get in on this and put some of my photos up there because I take photos for the stuff that I do and like to share them with the world and no, nobody's using them other than me. And we sort of invented this credit system uh, where you could, if somebody downloaded one of your photos, then you could download somebody else's. Uh, and that was the birth of the credit system and, I guess, micropayments in this industry. And that was about, geez, Ed, help me out. Is it, was it 1999 or 2000? I can't remember. I believe it was right around 2000. Well, so you guys have been at this for a while then. Mm-hmm. So the years are a little foggy for me, but uh, shortly after we started, the bandwidth bill has just got incredible. So it was, we were... It was piggybacked on my hosting company's servers, uh, and as soon as the bill started started hitting around ten thousand U.S., we wow. said, "Well, this has got to this has got to stop. We got to charge something for it because we hated advertising. We always have. Uh, we don't think it's appropriate to hit designers with advertising when they're looking for images. It just kind of is visually distracting and takes you away from what you're doing and kind of interferes with the." with the whole design process, which is why there's no advertising on the site today other than our own stuff. Um, we don't advertise with anybody. There's no Google ads. There's no links to, well, there might be links, but there's no no big ads or banners to, you know, MySpace or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it started at a quarter, went to 50 cents, and 
then we started splitting revolutions, and I guess late last year it, we went to the XL and double XL file sizes. So there's five different resolutions of photos to buy um, or sell, uh, illustrations, and flash files. Great. What is it like to be involved in iStock now? I mean, can any photographer do this, or what's the deal? Well, I mean, it's fairly competitive. There's uh, 24,000 plus contributors to the site. Uh, by my rough calculations, last count, it's uh, it's super competitive. So it's tough to unless you have like a fairly decent portfolio of at least a hundred images. Uh, it's tough to really get noticed if they're just shots of sunsets and birds, and it makes it that much more difficult. Right. Um, you know, really useful stock is going to be the things that you see all around you in advertising and magazines and and brochures and everything from the sort of cheesy two men shaking hands or, uh, you know, man and woman shaking hands to a globe to pieces of a puzzle, <laughs> you know, things like that to uh, right. the more the more experimental kind of edgy stuff where maybe there's models involved and faces and sort of business portraits, things like that. I mean, those are just some of the items that sell quite frequently, but uh, the sky's the limit. There's, uh, it's amazing some of the things that you find that are actually selling very well in stock, um, things that you wouldn't normally think of. For example, uh, Japan, they sell more sunflowers than anybody else in the world. I'm not exactly sure of the cultural reference, but wow. um, sunflower, very popular in Japan. Go figure. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make a point to grow some this year so I can actually add some to my portfolio. <laughs> right, I'm sure there's a thousand people going out to take pictures of sunflowers right now. <laughs> So how easy is it for someone to go from just getting a login to the site and, and actually becoming a contributor that's that's has images for download on the site? Um, login's really simple. Uh, just go create an account, find a member name that hasn't been taken yet. So it's like a two-step process, really easy. Um, to be a contributor, you have to run through our gauntlet of a quiz, which covers everything from copyright to uh, quality kinds of issues. Um, and then you upload a bunch of samples at the end with a copy of your photo ID, driver's license, passport, whatever. You have to be of legal age in your area. And then uh, hopefully you'll pass. Um, so the photos have to be you know, decent size, decent quality, and some kind of subject matter that uh, the inspectors uh, reviewing the application might find interesting. What are some of the big quality issues? I mean, what are some like typical mistakes that photographers make? Well, I think, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to call them mistakes. I would say that uh, shooting stock is different than just shooting uh, a good photograph. Um, for stock, we need low ISO, no noise, no compression. Uh, so, we, you know, JPEGs have to be saved fairly high in the in the high ranges. A lot of times people are using a camera that might interpolate the megapixels. So um, it depends on the camera, but it might actually be a three megapixel camera and it interpolates to six. People are thinking that it's a six. So, uh, you know, it's, you know, issues like that are, are, are fairly common with, uh, with people who kind of have just bought a new digital camera or something like that. But um, DSLRs are, are definitely the way to go. Um, the point and shoots, I would tend to keep away from uh, if you're going to shoot stock. Um, obviously, the better cameras are in the higher price range, but uh, but yeah, I mean, any it's possible for anyone to 
really start a career here and, and uh, use this as a, a, a launching pad and with a really good portfolio and, uh, and a bit of entrepreneurial spirit, you could uh, easily make a living out of this. That's great. And there are a number of people on iStock that are making a full-time living off of this, correct? I think there's a lot that are making, I mean, there's definitely a lot that are making a full-time living, but there's also a lot that are are still kind of, you know, they don't want to quit their job because they like their job and they like what they do, or maybe they're engineers or something and, and you know, they don't want to lose their training. So they keep, they stick with it and they, they treat their photography as a hobby and maybe someday they'll, uh, they'll take the leap, but they're making mortgage payments and buying cars and all kinds of stuff. I hear about it every day. <laughs> more camera equipment. <laughs> That's the yeah. More. I mean, yeah. I mean, lots of people. Uh, they take what they earn and they buy new camera equipment and helping helping uh, to support their habit, if nothing else. Yeah, it's great for us, sure. <laughs> and of course, it always raises the quality of the images too. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, and of course, the bigger the bigger the file size, the more the more royalty you'll get from those those larger downloads. Well. That's a great point, actually. Can you tell us a little bit about how the royalty structure works? Um, everyone gets paid uh, 20% right out of the gate. So on a, on a $1 image, they're going to get $0.20. Cents. And on, on the large size, if they price their extra, extra large 16 megapixel plus image at $40, they'll get 20% of that, which is 8 bucks. That's um, great. Right. But most people don't do that. They price it at 20 and they leave it fairly conservative. So they're, they're going to make like 4 bucks off it. So now you said that as starting out of the gate, you know, they make 20% commission, but there are additional right. ways to make more, correct? Right. Uh, well, the exclusivity program is the way to make more. Um, and depending on uh, the canister level that you're at, for anyone who doesn't know what a canister is, um, everybody on the site that has a certain number of downloads is rated by uh, given they're they're given a certain color of canister. So when you first join, you get a transparent canister or gray, um, and the next step up is bronze, which is at 500 downloads. Uh, silver, 1500. Ed? Ed, why don't you just run through the whole graph? Right okay. Now. Well, here, well, here we go. The canister levels are uh, the gray canister is one to 499, uh, five to 249 is the bronze level. And once you hit 2,500 downloads, that'll take you up to almost 10,000 downloads, and that's going to be the silver level. And then the gold level, which is what I just hit this past summer, is 10,000. And then that goes up to uh, 24.99, which is the uh, where the diamond level starts at 25,000. And then 200,000 plus is the 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 ultimate people right now. That's the diamond black diamond canister. And right. there, there are a few of those. Wow. Actually, there's one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, each each canister gets a different uh, bonus uh, on the exclusivity side. So everyone gets 20%. If you're bronze, you get an extra 5%. If you're silver, you get an extra 10%. If you're gold, you get an extra 15 And if you're diamond, you get an extra 20 So uh, on the high end, you get 40%. That's amazing. Um, and then there's all these other uh, benefits to being exclusive. I won't go into all the details about it, but increased marketing. Okay. Um, uh, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, everybody keeps asking me 
what is that? And you know what? It's a mystery. Don't ask. <laughs> it's fantastic, though. Hey, I got some um, really cool business cards out of it. Uh, yeah, you get you get business cards every year as uh, as an exclusive. You get a set of is it five hundred or a thousand business cards. In I believe it was five hundred is what I got, and they. I mean, the printing was really cool on them. It's four color, both sides. Wow. Die cut, rounded corners. They they really they look like eye eye stock. They smell like eye stock. <laughs> it, it's, uh, everyone you hand out to somebody has a, a three for free code. So um, you hand that to a friend. They can sign up. They get three free credits. And if they buy after they sign up, uh, when they type in that code, it kind of marks them as yours. And you get a five dollar referral. So okay. I mean, if you if you got everybody from your five hundred business cards to uh, to sign up and buy something, that's a that's a nice chunk of change as well. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and there's other things like increased protection uh, and uh, dispute resolution. So um, if you're exclusive with us and somebody misuses misuses your image, we stick our lawyers on them right away. Uh, <laughs> We don't have to go, oh, well, did they buy it from us or did they buy it from somebody else? And, and if it was from somebody else, then, you know, we sort of have to prove that they got it from us and, mm. and it, it takes extra time and and uh, really not sure if, you know, the source where it was purchased from. So we protect our license agreement 100% uh, for exclusives. There's no waiting around. We just go right after them and, and uh, you know, try and solve the problem, whatever it may be. Usually misuses could be anything from using it on a just in an improper way to uh, overprinting, something like that. That sounds like a great program. There's a lot of benefits there. The best part is the little gold crown you get on the site. That's the best part. <laughs> That's <laughs> that's always the pursuit of of the iStock members to see how many little icons they can get beside their name. That's right. You get the extra bling. <laughs> well, uh, my goal this year is the image of the week, so that that's going to be my bling that I want this year. Psh, ain't going to happen, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Not with my portfolio. We no, we well we don't give those out to inspectors. Oh man. See that? It's, uh, See, I could have busted my hump all year for nothing. <laughs> Tell you what, if you quit for a week, then we'll give it to you, and then you can come back. Can I quit next week when I won't be home? I don't know. I'll have to look through your portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I've always liked for iStock has been the community aspect of it. I mean, I've met a lot, mm -hmm. of, a lot of great people you know, through the site and through the forums. So what are some other things that, that you guys have been doing um, to help bring this community together? Well, I think the most important thing that we did, we were the first website to uh, really um, turn community into commerce. And that, that's the glue that, that binds everyone together. We, we all love what we do. We have a passion for pictures and being able to sell those all together. And we're all in the same financial, economical sort of boat. Everybody is just, you know, together on the same ship. We were first. I don't have any problem saying we were first to be here in this space, um, and that's why our community is so incredibly strong, um, and people trust us. We've always done what's best for the community, even though you know it may not have looked like the best thing to do. Uh, people trusted us enough to stick with us, and I don't think we've ever let them down, and uh, I think we'll continue to do that. That's another thing that I've that I noticed at least was you, you not only have a community where people share ideas, but you also, you're, you're doing a lot of education. I mean, I've, I think some of the best articles I've seen on composition and, 
you know, uh, just good educational material have come from iStock? Well, I think it's important. There's a lot of people who come to the site and uh, they might have been photographers for 20 years before they found iStock, right? And they're traditional people who shot on film and they, they take beautiful photographs. But for stock, it's not always uh, what we're looking for. So they might have shot on a higher film speed or... Um, you know, they might not be saving their JPEGs right or something like that. I mean, those are the guys that don't need any help with lighting. They don't need any help with composition. Uh, they need help on the technical side, uh, preparing their digital workflow and getting it ready to, to enter this market. Of course, there's also people who, you know, they're techno savvy like, like Ed, uh, but really have no clue how to light anything. <laughs> <laughs> Or, uh, you know, compose anything, you know. Uh, <clears throat> I'm kidding. Ed's a great photographer, but uh, <laughs> he's also got a thick skin. Yes, he does. So, yeah, that's always been our mandate is, is to educate. It's not, we don't want to, you know, you, if you submitted 10,000 images to a traditional agency, they just say, yeah, we, we took 20. <laughs> Thanks. And they don't tell you that they didn't take the other ones and why they didn't. Uh, we've always felt that, that you know, there's always a need to explain why, even though, you know, they're not always the best explanations, at least there's some something you can go on, some kind of a hint or at least an idea of how to how you could have made that rejection better. Sure. So you're improving f- photographers, even as even if your image doesn't get accepted, you can still make yourself better from the process, which is great. Of course. And then I've learned so much from just the forums and other members, even aside from you know, the inspection staff is just, you know, there's a critique forum where if you have a, an image that you, you have a problem with, I mean, you can go to the, to them. I mean, it seems like there's never a question that I find that can't be answered in the forums. There's always somebody that's an expert on something there. <laughs> <laughs> You're a born diplomat. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of experts in our forums. There's a lot of people who, who really want to be experts too. Uh, you know, advice is you have to sort of filter out the stuff that that doesn't make sense to you and, and use the stuff that does make sense. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the forums are super helpful, but there's also the odd person in there who really doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he's talking about me. Uh, actually, I was talking about this guy named Simon. <laughs> and this other guy named Pete Rockwell, who's he's a real jerk. Well, since he's not here, you know, uh, most of the problems are all his fault. <laughs> there you go. And, and we know he's not going to take the time to go look for this, so we can blame everything on him. Yeah, no, he's not even going to listen to it. Now, do you guys get together now and then as a community? Uh, well, we get together. We've had seven events so far, or has it been eight? Uh, we've had events uh, called Estocalypse, okay. and then we have events called Mini Lips, uh, and we've had them in... Las Vegas, Seattle, Boston, New York, three times, four wow. times now, um, Prague. There was the mini one oh, in Toronto and right, right. Uh, Vancouver. Toronto, Vancouver, uh, which I didn't go for, but uh, uh, I hear it was fantastic. iStock Photo actually uh, helped out with some of, the, some of the bills and bought a round of drinks or various things for different events. And... Um, we're hoping to continue to do that in the future. We're actually trying to develop an official program for mini ellipses where there will be a budget available wow. um, for certain types of 
uh, shooting and uh, yeah, I don't want to go into anything too deep because nothing's been finalized yet. But uh, but we can look for some kind of announcement on the horizon there for Great. supporting mini ellipses. What happens at these events? Mayhem. Um, <laughs> mayhem. I mean, it is complete mayhem. Uh, they're they're social events first of all. You know, if you get all these people together who have never actually met face to face, it's a bunch of really shy people usually. And then there's usually a couple guys who are just like total extroverts that, you know, try and bring everything together. But by the end of the thing, everybody's got this incredible lifelong bond that they'll never forget. Uh, you know, some of the most memorable ones for me, like uh, the best one for me is, was Prague. Uh, 50 eye stalkers from, I mean, there were even people from that flew out from the U.S., but mostly in, in Europe. And it was just incredible. Uh, all these people who we've talked to for years and we're suddenly looking face-to-face, you know, yeah, just incredible people. Uh, it's so amazing to to meet everybody. Is there photography that takes place as well at these events? I mean, obviously. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I guess there's some photography, too. <laughs> Here and there. <laughs> uh, typically, uh we drag out a couple of, of uh, light kits and stands and um, and wardrobe uh, to wherever we're going. And people who like have never used strobes before, never used a model, get a chance to you know actually learn how to set up the strobes, learn how to shoot with them. They learn how to you know deal with reflections and and shadows. And we're shooting outside, and we shoot indoors, and we shoot in train stations, and wow. and you know, like anywhere we can find, it's uh, it, it's an amazing time. And and people who show up that that uh, have never experienced that before usually come away with uh, an incredible experience, and and go off and and start shooting models, and and end up buying lights, and and uh, discover this whole new area that they've never really played around with before. Someone could join iStock and, and you know take advantage of this community and actually learn how to be a good photographer and and then profit from it all in the same place, which is to me really exciting. Yeah, and at the same time make some really amazing friends. That's uh, right. And yeah, it's definitely a cool place. We haven't had an official. I mean, there's been a couple mini iStockalypse events, but there hasn't been a big iStockalypse event in a little while. Are they are they on hold? Or are they coming back? Uh, we have an announcement. Uh, I'm going to give you the scoop, Ed. Um, our next Istocalypse event is in Slovenia in May, uh, from the 19th to the 23rd, uh, hosted by Gremlin, Poba, and Kasarsa. They're doing all the legwork for us, and they have an amazing schedule for us to uh, shoot and party and have just the most amazing time. Wow. Uh, so details to follow on the website within a week or two. That's great. Um, but those are the dates. Um, book your tickets now while they're still really cheap. You heard it here first. <laughs> Get your passports together. Bruce, we, we have a tradition on the show. We like to catch people off guard and ask them rapid-fire questions for quick answers. You up for it? I love it. You ready, Ed? Sure. I'm yeah. ready if you are. Okay, you go first. Uh, simple question. Digital or film? Digital. All right. How about favorite subject to shoot? Ah, uh, girls. All right. <laughs> uh, favorite website, not including yours. Oh boy, Zeldman.com. All right. How about uh, rock or jazz? Jazz. Great. 
most memorable project? Other than iStock Photo? Other than iStock. Uh, plug Awards. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. What kind of camera do you shoot? What's your favorite lens? Uh, <clears throat> I shoot uh, mostly on a Canon 1DS Mark II, but my favorite camera is a Lomo. Uh, <clears throat> I use primarily a 17 to 35 uh, L series lens. Very good. Um, biggest photography blunder? Hmm. That's a good one. Oh. Uh, loading my images uh, on a trip to my iPod, thinking that that was a good thing, because <laughs> the iPod iPod crashed. Oh, and no. I lost about five gigs of really oh. great images. Oh man, that's like that's a horrible thing. Well, Bruce, we really appreciate you coming on the show tonight and uh, taking some time to talk with us. Well, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. That's all we have for this episode of Light Source, the brightest podcast on the internet. Be sure to check out the show notes at studiolighting.net for links to the things that we talked about on today's show. And there you'll also find links to our photography and kind of keep up on some of the stuff that we've been shooting. And don't forget you can send us questions or feedback about the show to studiolighting at gmail.com. And we'll either try to answer those questions on the show or on the forum in the lighting's question section. Or you can get feedback on your photos at our new Flickr group at www.flickr.com slash groups slash light source. Until next time, take care.